Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back and welcome to Guys on Sports. What? Hey, that That's sounds right. different. Yeah. If you've been watching this show, uh, hey, we changed our name. and Oh, shit. At, that looks different. We rebranded. Yeah. Um, hey, don't pay attention to this. Well, we decided to. Well, I mean, that's history, right? That is you history. can't get rid of history. That's a relic. We're, we're, not, we're, we're selling that. Yeah, we're selling that. Yeah. So First bidder. <laughs> we, uh, we rebranded. We decided to change the network name to the Guys On Network. To go along, I guess, if you're smart enough to catch the theme, the guys on draft, guys on sports, potentially yeah. in the future, girls on something, yeah. right? It would be cool. Girls on guys would be great. Girls on guys, that yeah. would be great. Guys on draft, that's the logo for our, our new logo for our other show. Whoa. Boom. Boom, boom. Yeah, that's technology, so, dude. Trippy. I feel like I'm smoking ayahuasca in a cave in Costa Rica you looking don't look at this like shit. It. Yeah, so... Woo. That's cool. Yeah, so guys on sports, and uh, as we've been saying for the past few weeks, um, we are on Chalkboard. You can find us there under guys on sports, and yes. I'll let Mark tell you a little bit about Chalkboard. So uh, we do uh, now have a partnership with Chalkboard, which is an app currently available for all Apple smart devices. Uh, Android coming to a theater near you soon. Uh, you can find us there, uh, again, on any um iPads or iPhones. We are guys on sports. We have multiple channels that will help you with your weekly fantasy lineups as well as some betting advice. And it is actually, it is a betting app. So you can kind of track all your betting uh, across multiple sites, you know, outside of like personal bookies and, you know, the back of bar alleys and shit like that, all mm -hmm. on, you know, one, one condensed site. Nice. Yeah, and so it, attra it attracts your wins, your losses, your ROI. It's, it's it's a fantastic app. You really have to get on there and check us out again, guys on sports. Yeah, we have the best server on there for sure. Mark's running it. Uh, week two is in the books. And before we get into any section here, how are you guys feeling? I know uh, let's keep it short and sweet. I'm feeling great. We're 2-0. I'm sure he is. They NFC look good. Beast. How yes. are you feeling about your Bears after week two? Uh, I, I cannot stand the fact that Aaron Rodgers says that he's our daddy and then goes out and fucking spanks us. It is like the worst feeling in the world. That sucks, man. For like, you. I just I want to see that guy roll off of a fucking cliff somewhere. Now, was it a was it a a sensual spank? Was it a hard like no, no. Like trying just, to teach you a lesson? No, he's spank? he's like, you know, you come home after football practice and yeah. he's been he's sitting at home, you know, seven bourbons deep with not bloodshot few, red eyes and not a belt, few back, huh? belt waiting for you. Yeah. You know. I thought I told you to be home by 8.30. It's 8.32. And you thought you were going to be good because you sent them a B-roll picture, but and yeah. a.k.a. the seven you know points you put up to start the game. Mm -hmm. And right after that, just But I will say, I will say, say, there were some shitty calls in that game. Of course there They was. had their own goddamn refs there at Lambeau. Mm -hmm. And, and, shut up, Zach. And World's that, smallest violin for the listeners. And that mm -hmm. was a touchdown by... Fields. Oh man, that would have made it. That would made it so close. Well, it would have at that point, and it would have definitely made it close at that point. It would have turned the tides a little bit. I think we would have gotten some momentum going. Mm -hmm. So it's it's uh, it's bullshit. But again, terrible play calling too. I mean, it's fourth and literally three inches from the oh, goddamn yeah. goal line. We go shotgun. That was a bad. Come call. on, you I can tell like he's that. a defensive coordinator. Yeah, and then like you run up the middle, okay. shotgun, and then you run up the you fucking three inches away. Hey. Run up the middle from three inches away, hey. not from fucking 19 yards away. Not grinding my gears yet. Oh, oh yeah. You could have requested that. but should have grinded the gear. You should have grinded your gear. Well, yeah. it is. Backtrack. <laughs> so how are so, you feeling about the Eagles quickly? Uh, great. Yeah. There you go. You said quickly. Oh, well. Hey, listen. 
hate the Eagles with all my heart and soul, but yeah. they look good. Oh, I will man, say they look they? good. He's him. You know, I'd rather them look good than the Cowboys. It hurts. And that's it? probably the best thing I can say about <laughs> about that. <laughs> that's the biggest compliment. But, yeah, yeah I mean, they're my 31st favorite team. That's yeah. what I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would if if you told me that the Eagles had to be good every year, but the Cowboys would always be bad, I'd sign up for that. Uh, I would and just deal with the Eagles. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously you would sign up for that. <laughs> All right, but let's get into our uh, our first section. It's time for TikTok Take. Time to check my social media, y'all. To see who loves me online. Well, there, I'm going to comment. Can we, I'm going to restart that. That was really fucking bad. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right, so. Wow, I just have like the biggest like re- mental reset there for a second. You need a little you bit of bourbon. Are, you're fucking smoking yeah. ayahuasca. Sorry, it's because I'm in a different chair. Rocky's not here, and I had to assume. So what was your what position. was it over there? You were just staring in the Phil's dreamy eyes. It must have been yeah. POS podcast. I feel POS podcaster <laughs> now. Now I'm all t- now I'm all flushed and embarrassed. Yeah. So comments. Uh, if you comment on any of our social medias, whether it be chalkboard, to- uh, TikTok. Uh, Instagram, we're gonna highlight something. Uh, usually, it's been predictions lately that we've been doing well on. Yeah. Uh, on chalkboard, NK underscore Vogel asked us another question. He said, "Are you guys higher on Henderson or Michael Thomas at Flex?" And both Mark and I responded with Michael Thomas, and we had our, our reasonings, and that panned out for him. So. Hashtag nailed it. Good job on that. The other comment that I'm gonna highlight is from TikTok. T Y zero E M A. This is a terrible username. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. Uh, yeah. Said Cream Hunt or Juju in week two. And then someone responded from our handle that said Hunt's got the hot hand and the Chargers could play a stout defense against Juju. So and that panned out. It did pan, it out. Did pan Not out. Not too many points for both of those players, but Hunt would have got you more points. Juju actually fudged me a couple different directions. Yeah. Nah, I bet he did. Game. Well, you help people not get fudged to give you a little highlight um, on chalkboard. Mark has his own channel about his starts, his sits, and his potentially could pan out. And you did pretty well. Yeah, it, you did well. This was not that bad. Uh, Michael Thomas screwed me a little bit, and then Pittman, the Pittman DNP right before game time. Mm. He was my uh, yeah. he was my fire play. This other week. than your yeah, other than your wide receivers, you hit on all all yeah, all platforms. Yeah, everything yeah. else kind of how about out. those Colts? Huh? Oh my gosh. Good you know, before we get, since we're in the comment section, I just want to, I mean, it might be a little bit early to throw a party, but we got a lot of hate in the summer over saying the Bengals weren't going to win their division. We did. We got a lot of hate over saying, I know I did over the Titans winning that division now. They don't look great either, but the Colts, who everybody had penciled, penned in to win that division, look terrible. I'm so far wrong about that one. That's probably my biggest, like, when we were wrong, the Colts. Yeah. Everybody, everybody also saying that we didn't know what we were talking about. The Vikings are hands down the favorites to win that division. The Warriors so is, you know, and I get it. There's a long season, but all I'm saying is, you don't know till you know, man. We're guessing this shit just like you guys are, just a little bit better. We're doing it just yeah, a little. The bit NFL better. has always been like that. There's a lot of turnover year to year, so yeah. I don't, I didn't get where people were coming from. And the NFC North is kind of still up in the air, obviously. And yeah. the team in the basement is the Bengals. I think that was the biggest. That was probably the one we got the most hate. That and. Yeah. The Colts and me saying that the NFC West was all going to make the playoffs, which is yeah. AFC and, and AFC West, yeah, and that doesn't look great right now. And my prediction of uh, Detroit winning the NFC North. I yeah. mean, people just rip me, but they look good. Tied for first, they look good. They do well. A team that a lot of us didn't have in the playoffs were the Dolphins. Yeah, we didn't. I had the Dol- yeah Dolphins. I had the Raiders beating them out for that last wild card spot, which which might be my downfall right now. 
Uh, you know what? Again, we're only two weeks in, man. They, you know what they teach you? They teach you don't panic. Plenty yeah, so of time. I think uh, our friend here is trying to clue us in to tell us it's time for um, what did we learn? What did we learn? And it, the question I wanted to throw out there is, you know, like we said, it is, it is a little bit early. You got two up on the screen. Did we find out if he's a franchise quarterback? What the, first of all, I want to know, what did you think before the season started? And has it changed? I'll let you go first. Me? All right. Yeah, uh, you. I was actually very high on Tua as, as my QB, too. <laughs> I bet you were. I was... Uh, I was targeting him a bunch uh, to back up my starters. I, I typically go quarterback late. Carr had been my number one target. Uh, it's not panning out so far. So thankfully, I backed him up a lot of times with Tua. And Tua's had some sensational games. I knew not to read into all the bullshit that you hear, like his arm is weak and, you know, he, he's inaccurate. You know, there's, there's definitely evidence out there and statistics, you know, proving otherwise. He's looked the part so far. I mean, it helps when you have playmakers like you do, but, I mean, he's utilizing all of his playmakers effectively outside of the running backs. The, the running game is essentially non-existent, but God damn, man, if you were doubting Tariq Hill, uh, it sucks for you because you're probably, you know, 0-2 or at least regretting skipping Hill when you could have gotten him, you know, at a pretty decent price in the second round. Yeah. Waddle's another one. Waddle was going, like, round six, and I even saw him start to slide even later, like eight and nine. And, I mean... The only, I think they're the only, two of the only guys that are over 250 yards receiving at this point, or something like yeah. it's insane. I have, uh, I have them on one of my teams both, and I fired them up together both weeks, and I'm two and zero in that league. There you go, man. Smart move. What do you I, think, Zach? Do you like, do you like Tua? Do you, do you think he's, uh, you think he's the the franchise? Is he the face? I for some reason have bias because one of my closest friends is a really big Tua non believer and like I'm worships the guy. So like I, I automatically don't really want to see success from him just to kind of throw it back in his face. Yeah. Uh, I was good on friend. this. Yeah, I was on the side of. <laughs> yeah, good friend. I was on the side of thinking that Tua wouldn't necessarily pan out. Yeah. I needed to see more from him to believe that he was going to make a that much of a step. This, I, I still, I still feel hesitant even after this game. Like, yeah, he. What more could have you done to prove people wrong? I just, I need to see like. I need to see the momentum carry out and continue into the next few weeks and potentially make the playoffs for, I think this is a season long prove it. Well, that was a, you know, that that's actually a great point to bring up because this is the week that he's got to go out there and prove it. They get a stout Buffalo team that yeah. looks like they are effing invincible. And let's talk about them for a little bit too. I mean, that division, I mean, who would have thought going into week three, we'd be saying the Patriots probably the team with the least talent. And I'd say clearly, in competition with the Jets is the the fourth third they're there they are nowhere near to me where the Dolphins are yeah. or the Bills are. I love Bill Belichick, but I don't know that he can coach that roster to compete with what they're putting on the field He's with those two teams. And guess yeah. what? The Jets, if Josh, if Zach Wilson could come back and <clears throat> improve upon what he started to put together at the end of last year. They had they got skill guys all over the field too. Dude, but Flacco, man, Flacco's throwing the pill around. Yeah, the dude is Flacco, putting yeah. up like yeah. like yeah. like he's in his twenties. Well, I mean, the, in week two, the knock on Flacco was the last few years has been his mobility. Yeah, you know, if he could get protection, he could deliver the ball. But that's the same thing with a lot of these older quarterbacks. So you rattle their cage a little. Like, you, I know he's Joe Cool, but 
when you get him off his platform, you know, he he, he could be susceptible to making some bad decisions. But yeah, he looks great and uh man, it's just it's crazy how fast that uh that roster looks terrible when Brady's not there. I, I don't know yeah. that the rosters before that were that much better. Yeah. And then he was definitely a cure all. But I think Tua I think it's the real deal. And I know it's early, but the reason I say that is because the things that you need to be there are there. The one knock on him to me is he's not a playmaker. Like he's not a guy that's gonna roll out and break the pocket and make a play. But he is accurate, and I think that if he could just see the game pre-snap, that what they're doing right now is is going to work. Like, I don't see this going this way. I see this continuing to get better. Yeah. I don't know if stat-wise it will be, because what, what he just did Sunday was, I mean, he's breaking damn Marino record. So I don't know that you're going to see better numbers, but I think – they're going to be a potent offense for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in agreement with that too. All right. So from one potent offense and an upcoming QB to <laughs> one that we thought was the next coming of uh, Joe Namath, Joe Burrow has struggled. He struggled pretty, pretty uh, mightily. And I think um, he's gotten the benefit of the doubt because, you know, people just like him. He's yeah. Joe Cool. He's Joe Cool. Yeah. But. It's been more than just the offensive line being bad. Yeah. He's looked bad. He's looked terrible. He has caused some of the sacks. Let's face it. The Super Bowl hangover is real and alive in Cincinnati. This team does not look like you can even... At this point, they don't even really look like they can get on track to kind of right the ship at this point, right? It's Here's the thing. I think we, we pointed this out when we picked them to not make the playoffs. Well, when I... when I, I don't know. Did you guys also say who? I, somebody else didn't. I originally had them not making the playoffs. And I had put them back Ravens in. and Steelers. And okay. then I put... I took a Steelers out and put the Bengals in okay. as a wild card. Yeah. I'm okay. Pretty, so that's fair. I'm pretty sure I left them out. But yeah. I'd have to go. I'd have to rewatch. The thing I wanted to key on is number number one. They're going to play the Jets this week. They went into play the Jets last year. They lost to them. <laughs> they were uneven last year. They got hot. I think they might have caught a little bit of lightning in a bottle. Yeah. There was a game in Tennessee that they probably should have won if Ryan uh, lost if Ryan Tannehill didn't decide to turn into Kirk Cousins <laughs> and. <laughs> But but they did and 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 it's like people just you know they bought into the hype with Joe Burrow. Now I'm not saying he's a bad player by any stretch, but he's a young player, and they were kind of you know just crowning this guy as a top five quarterback in the league, which I thought was crazy off of that run. Um, and they're in a tough division. The Ravens were definitely no matter what were going to be better. Pittsburgh is always going to be around, yeah. and the Browns have a great roster, so. I don't know, man. I think there's tough sledding ahead for them. I don't see them. It's going to be a while before I, I really see them as contenders again. I mean, let's face it. They're 0-2. They're in, they're in the basement. And quite frankly, they should be looking up at two 2-0 teams that got beat in the last minutes of their respective games with Baltimore losing to Miami in the in the wavering uh, seconds. And then the Jets, man, the Jets coming back from yeah. two scores down with a minute 53 to, to beat the Browns. Or else you're looking at... Cleveland and Baltimore both 2-0, Pittsburgh 1-1, one and, one, and Cincinnati sitting in the basement at 0-2. I think the struggle is going to be real for Cincinnati this year. I, I don't know if I see them getting this corrected. Yeah, a lot of a lot of times you say, like, oh, it's week two, like, we'll be fine. But I think this is kind of what you were saying is defining a little bit of their season already because not only have they lost against teams that they should have beaten, but the, the, the other teams in the division are 
are doing what they have to do at least a little bit better than the Bengals are. Mm-hmm. So for them to be starting off so so cold, I don't see it's the it's the exact opposite of the Dolphins who we just highlighted. Yeah, it, it's the exact opposite. Yep. And here's the thing to keep in mind, right? The, he lost. They lost Joe Burrow to Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush. That's who he lost his first two games to. Yeah. Okay, and obviously we know he's not playing them head up, but we're talking about a team that's got to go play the Ravens twice. They got to play the Browns twice, and I think the second time they play them, they'll have Deshaun Watson. And that's another thing. I think by the end of this year, you might be looking at a division where he's the third best quarterback in it. Yeah, it's a little... Okay, and I mean that. And then we got to see, and I don't want to... It's Kenny Pickett, right? Yeah, yeah we got to see. Yeah, yeah, we got to see. I think we're gonna see him based on how Mitch is playing f- through the first th- two weeks. Yeah, which is heartbreaking because Trubisky watch was an yeah. incredible, incredible movement. Told you, you know, he might be. I mean, besides the eight game run there, Lamar Jackson has shown, shown more. Deshaun Watson has shown more, and this guy that was crowned last last year Watson has shown more. <laughs> You know, it's because Cincinnati Cincinnati was the feel-good team, too, right? Everybody wanted to get behind Cincinnati. They'd been lowly for so long. Here comes Joe Cool, unflappable under pressure. Yep. And, I mean, to his credit, his, post, his post-game conferences were, were phenomenal. The guy just didn't look like he was really yeah. rattled no. and could play on any stage. He might be drinking a Kool-Aid at this point, at, though. Yeah, and, and that's what it seems like. It seems like at this point he kind of bought into the persona that the media created for him. And because of that, maybe rested on his laurels a little bit too much. And now he's getting, you know, now they're bringing it back down to earth, buddy. Yeah. And I'll pitch this to you because we'll get right into our next point here. Uh, what did we learn about that division this week? Who do we think wins it? You know, I, I would have said. Definitely ask Zach. Are oh, you asking me? Yeah. Ask oh, Zach. I thought you were looking at oh, me and you no. were. Yeah, you were looking at me. No, I hate this oh, chair. Nice. I have no like yeah. sense of. I used to sit there. Of you know purpose here. Well, well, all right, yeah, because I, I, I've been hearing you talk a lot. I want to hear Zach. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I still think it's the Bengal. The I still think Whoa. it's the Ravens. I was just looking at Joe Burrow and the Bengals on the slides here. Mm-hmm. Um, I am all sorts of whack in the seat. Um, yeah, the Ravens. I picked to win the division yep. from the get go, and I I still think that's going to be the case. Um, they've they've played the best I think so far of all these teams. They haven't had like even though they lost against the Dolphins. I think that's a game that helps them shake off a lot of their rust. I don't think there's much to say about it. I think the Ravens are good, they're healthy, and they're probably in the best position to win that division with all these other teams that have looked like they've got their own internal battles, it seems. What do you think, Mark? So I, I think it is the Ravens' division to lose. You know, uh, We're looking at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is going through the quarterback transition. Uh, they just lost their, their all-pro defender, T.J. Watt. Uh, Najee doesn't look himself. Um, I, think, I think Cincinnati may finish ahead of Pittsburgh. Baltimore, aside from that that last minute, you know, blow up and, and Miami charging back there, you know, Baltimore just has the playmakers. You know, they have Lamar Jackson. He ran for like 120 yards this past week on top of throwing for like 300. He's responsible for four or five touchdowns. Like, like the guy's just an incredible playmaker. They have him. They have Rashad Bateman. They have Mark Andrews, who's you know arguably top three tight end in the league. And they don't even have their running game yep. yet. You know, they're they're gonna get JK Dobbins back at some point that's just hungry as hell to get out there. And for his uh, you know, for for the short stint that he's had on the field, you know, it's a small sample size, but he was very, very effective on the ground. And I think that he's gonna give them a legitimate second rushing, you know, rushing attacker, you know, that's not Kenyon Drake, that's not Mike Davis, it's not all these plug gap guys. Yeah. 
you know, and that's going to open the offense, open the offense even more. Devin Duvernay has turned out to be a fantastic wide receiver too. Like it's an interesting enunciation. Yeah, yeah, Duvernay, Duvernay, Duvernay is how I've heard it's it. Duvernay, Devon. I like that. <laughs> but you know, I I think Baltimore has the best playmakers and. Cleveland. Cleveland might just be a quarterback well, can you pick shy. One? Can you pick one and let me go? Fuck. Yeah, well, I'm, I was just highlighting why Cincinnati's screwed, man. Yeah, let me. maybe I'm picking the Browns, and I am. Baltimore. I picked the Ravens to win this division at the beginning of the year. Okay. Okay? I watched the Browns. The Browns that game is like a, a getting struck by lightning with how they lost to the Jets. And I felt so bad, but then I laughed later because I was watching so locked into the Giants game. That I didn't realize how they lost that game, and I sent I fired that text off at Rocky, and he had to be like in the pits of misery. Oh, I'm sure he was. <laughs> yeah, he was and down I bad. I think there was a little bit lost in translation. I was trying to say, "Wow!" Like in my head, the way the text came out was, "Wow, it must be quiet in the dog pound." I think the way he read it was, it, it, "It's got to be like I'm telling him to be quiet because he was, I guess, ready to say something he thought was really, probably a corny joke." But yeah, that was bad. But I'm saying that to say that they played Carolina, they played the Jets, two teams they should have beat, but without their quarterback. I like the way they play. I think they're going to get in, as the season goes on, they're going to get better. They could run the ball. Yeah. They could play defense. And I do think their coach is a good coach. They're going to get Watson back for the stretch run. Even if he's not as sharp as he needs to be, he's dynamic. And they got they got good players. The Ravens worry me. Right, because they beat up on a Jets team that looked outmatched in Week One, and in Week Two, yeah, they were winning that game, but they they got outscored twenty to three in the fourth quarter. That's not a Raven. That's not the Ravens' defense. That's not the D. De- when I penciled them in to win this division, I'm thinking, okay, these guys are going to be, you know, the Ravens of old. They're getting their you think guys. Ray back. Lewis is still back there. No, They're not all that. I'm saying, but they've been a solid defense. They're the Ravens. They've always yeah. had a solid defense. Yeah. Harbaugh's always going to put a good a good but defense on the that, field. What happened in that game, I feel like there's going to be t- teams are going to go to school on that, and I think they may have been exposed a little bit. And I just worry. I worry if they don't have that defensive, if that's not solidified, that I don't know that they match up as well talent-wise with the Browns. Right. I, I think there is time. I think there's time for that defense to kind of gel and that, Part to get better you know I like the fact that the offense is clicking and they're throwing up so many points what I will say that I do love in Cleveland that they're doing you know they've got some leaders on that team you know say what you will we give Rocky shit about being a Browns fan but we will and, and more to come um, you know there is there's some leadership on that team and there's a lot of ownership Nick Chubb who had no he didn't have to take any responsibility for that loss whatsoever took full accountability saying that I should not have ran in my third, you know, I shouldn't have ran in for that third touchdown. Uh, I should have sat down. We could have kneeled, you know, and ran out the clock. Now, that being said, you're not expecting with a minute 53 being up by 13 to lose the game no. when your opponent has no timeouts. Exactly. I mean, so... It's a, it a billion and one shot, the yeah. things that exactly. had to happen. But for that billion and one shot, it'd be easy to say, hey, that's not my fault. But he didn't, man. Chubb yeah. just stood up and he's like, "That's that's my bad." You know what? I've learned something, and if ever that that scenario, you know, rears its ugly head again, like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kneel down. I'm not in, gonna. In my brain, they're two and zero. Oh. Yeah, they won that game to me. I mean, they lost the game, obviously, but it, they won the game. Yeah. I mean, it was fluky what happened with the Jets. It was cool, but a blown coverage, no timeouts, recover the onside kick, yeah. drive down with no, like yeah. I mean that. 
I think they were so shell shocked from that first touchdown and there were the onside recovery that the momentum had just swung. Yeah. The Ravens, that was just a whole quarter of being dominated. And that's what worries me about that happening. But yeah, I, I I'm switching. I take the Browns, lock it in. Winning the NFC AFC North. I, why do I keep doing that? Because you're an idiot. I'm stupid. All right. I think uh, we should go to our next section, which is quickly becoming my favorite section, and that is Smash. Pass and this week we are attacking the NFC North, which is near and dear to your heart the uh, black and blue division, right? Yeah, best division of football. All right, so it's if got you the have, most history. No, okay, and you get to go first. Most this time. does it have, yeah, it probably has the most. All right, so here's what we're gonna do if you haven't watched this before, I just make a statement, and once I make that statement, these young gentlemen here and me will say whether we smash or pass. And if you don't know what smash or pass means, I'm sorry, you know, Google it. And it is what it is. So let's have, be good, let's have some good questions, right? Respect the division. It's going to be along the lines of the other questions, so just be ready to deal with it. <laughs> okay, here we go. The Detroit Lions can win the division. Yes, I predicted it. Well, okay, that's not how this works. Right? Oh, uh, smash. Okay. Smash, I predicted it. The, the Lions can win the division. Yes. Smash. They can, they could win the division. Okay. All right, you know what? I don't like how you just did that. So Lions will win this division. Go again. Smash. Okay. Pass. I'm going to smash the Lions winning this division. Oh, my. So converted can I one. say something? Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Jared Goff had one bad year in L.A., right? One bad year. Went to the Super Bowl the year before. He looks re-energized. Yep. He's still young, and they have him. The talent on that team is... I think they have the most talent offensively than uh, of any team in that division, even the Vikings. I yes. mean, Jay Jettas aside, they have talent everywhere. Well, Jay Jettas can be shut down as we saw last night. That's right. I don't, that was that was impressive. I that had was. picked him as my captain on my my DraftKings, so and he, and good. he looked like shit too, man. He broke off like three routes, and two of them were picked off. That first interception was all on him. All his fault. Yeah, that was bad. But yeah, all right, I'm taking smash. Lions will win division. Okay, number two. Here we go. Justin Fields is him. Smash. Pass. I pass. That's because you guys are idiots. Yeah, scored. Explain. Give me in, in scored 20 once. seconds. So it's, they have. It doesn't look good right now. No, but okay. their offensive line is also patchwork. They mm-hmm. have some playmakers. They're not throwing the ball, so they're, they're not fully in their game plan. I think once they start to spread the ball around, he's an accurate enough quarterback. He has really good vision, and he's mobile. He can do what you said to a lax. Okay. You give Fields to his weapons, Fields is in a better situation. No, well, they, I, no, I mean, you're not really saying anything there, but okay. All right, I stand with Aaron Rodgers in general. Fucking pass. Okay. God, that's an awful question. Smash. I also smash. Nice. I stand with A-Rod. I mean, the guy, he's got his head screwed on right. Let him live his life. He's like yeah. a four, three-time MVP or whatever yeah. it is now. Embrace, embrace the hate. Vikings get to divisional round. Pass. Pass. This is tough for me. I'm going to have to pass after watching two weeks of football. I'm mm-hmm. going to pass. I still think 
Yeah, well, and that's quick, man. I switched on the Ravens. I already switched on the Vikings, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Vikings two, get to two I weeks pass. in. Two weeks yeah. in. Time to panic. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Goff is second best quarterback in division. Pass. He's the first. <laughs> okay. Cool. Smash. I smash too. He he's the second. I think he is better than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So I mean, and I like Kirk Cousins. No, yeah. But okay. Here I'm saying like right now he is. Brett Favre was better. Smash. Pass. Smash. You didn't get to watch him play, man. Pull the numbers up. I don't man, think it matters. It's not all about the numbers. Champ, Come on. You know better than champion that. Championships. No. No. Oh. It's not just that. Individual I just think he awards, was better. Statistics. It's just Aaron Rodgers is better. He didn't choke on his own fucking hairballs in the playoffs. So like Tom, Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady. Favre has lost a lot of games. Too. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Right? Who's better? Manning had all the stats. All the stats. Yeah, Peyton Manning is a better quarterback. Is well, that's he, what we're is saying. Is he better? Yeah. I'm saying Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback because his statistics are better. And he also think he's better than Tom Brady. That backfired on you, asshole. I think Peyton Manning is a better quarterback, yes. Okay. I think everybody gets my point. All right. We'll move on. <laughs> Tom Brady's the I goat, hope so. yeah. All right. Here we go. NFC North fans are mostly fat. Smash. <laughs> smash. I hate to say it, but I think you got to smash. I mean, if you just look it's at the... It's fucking coo- cold. You if have you look to at the be- cuisine... Yeah, exactly. It's very heavy food. I mean, it's it's cheese curds. It's There's no like, beach to yeah, worry about. Yeah, exactly. And it's cold like 10 months out of the year up yeah. there, man. I mean, it's cheese, it's sausage, it's deep dish pizza. Yeah. It's Detroit-style pizza, which is basically a square You know how much dish. time you'd have to spend on a treadmill to work all that shit off? It's not worth it. Just they don't have treadmills out there, right? Be fat and happy. Just in the facility. Yeah, because well, I imagine when you watch a Bears game or a Lions game, you're not motivated to then, you know, carry on with your life. You're, you know, letting that Depression. pizza yeah. bake in your stomach you as your you feelings. cry on the couch <laughs> till the next morning. There's two other. There's two other teams in the division. What about Green Bay? They, they've been the most I successful. Mean, Are they? No. What's their excuse for being? Uh, fat? Well, they're in depression too because they make it to an NFC Championship game every year and then they don't make it past that. But so you're it's saying- the worst blue ball. I, you're, that's a grind my gears. Yeah. Teams like the Packers that their organization says, okay, we're going to be successful to be a team that everyone mentions to like yeah. have season ticket holders, but then not actually like try and be the successful team and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they need to go all in. It's a get, bunch of uh, bullshit. Get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Get a better quarterback. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Next one. This is right in line with the last question. Detroit-style pizza. Detroit-style pizza is better than Chicago. Deep dish. Pass. I'm going to say smash. I'm also going to say smash. I think it is better. <laughs> I have an asterisk next to mine because I've never actually had Chicago deep dish. But Fuck I, Chicago deep dish. But I know, I know Detroit-style pizza is good. It's not even pizza. It's a friggin' pie. All right. Amon Ra is a true wide receiver one. That's a smash. That's the biggest smash of this game so far. Yeah? Okay. I thought that was going to be a little controversial. All right. Yeah, I also smashed. I Dude, mean, did you see that high point touchdown? From behind the Dude, defender? The guy gets targeted like 13,000 yeah, times a game. It's insane. For a reason. The guy is legit. Yeah, I like Amon Ra. Is he the best wide receiver in the division? Oh. No. No. Jettis? Okay. Yeah. All right. Just yeah. see if I can catch you guys slipping. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> you had to think I, about I, it. I almost said smash <laughs> because Minnesota was the last team I went through in my yeah. head. Okay. Uh, Detroit is back. 
I guess we could just. I mean, we already talked about some smash, smash, baby. Are you also smashing? Smash. That? Yeah. You like that? I like that. No, that's the next question. You, you like that? God, your fucking references. <laughs> Do you not get it? No. Kirk Cousins. Come on. You like that? You're no. come. You're Pass. stupid, huh? Pass. Pass. I mean, he was at no smash. I like that. Nah, he's a clown. Yeah. You, you like that? You like that? You like that? I'll remind you that Kirk Cousins. What was he a fifth round draft pick? Yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's 60, actually sixty and two as a career. He's he's the most mid quarterback that we've seen. He's got a pretty big bank <laughs> account. He was the. Second. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying he's not I'm rich. The, well, I'm well what I'm saying, the guy had to fight to get that. I'm just saying, I respect what the guy did. Oh, I respect what he did, too. I mean, he was the second quarterback drafted on Washington that year, let alone... Behind RG3. Behind RG3. The rookie sensation. He earned the starting job there and earned his way to... I mean, got to respect the grind. All right. Barry Sanders is best running back ever in division. Pass. What the fuck? Stupid questions. (laughs) (sighs) Smash. Smash scumbags, Smash. sweetness by far. Oh, no. No. I was even thinking AP in vintage Minnesota yeah, days because you're an idiot. I was like a third or fourth. I was going through my brain. There's an argument between AP and uh, sweetness for number two for sure. All right, Mooney is second best wide receiver in division. I'm gonna pass, pass, pass too. I thought you were gonna homer that one, but I, right. no. I mean, it's a shame. He's he's probably got. The second most skill, but he's he's just not in a situation where he can thrive. Okay, the NFC North's divisional toughness is overrated. Pass, smash. I'm gonna smash too. Who's tough in that division still? They're all tough, man. They're all one and one. They're all high flyers. It's not NFC East. It's NFC North. What NFC East? You're yeah. gonna say the NFC East is tough? I'm not saying, anymore. I'm, no. I'm, I'm not with you on that. Wait, I'm not. What do you? I don't know what Holy you're talking about. I'm talking yeah. about like toughness, like, like tough, like smash no, I mean mouth, like toughness, like, tough, like oh, tough. I'm thinking like football as far as like teams. rival, like no, rivalry no. stuff goes. Yeah, no, we you could re-answer if you want. So what's the real? So what's the question? Just mean, they're tough, tough guys, tough, tough division, tough games, pass. hard nose. I do pass because Detroit is. It's still They're a, a high-flying offensive team. Packers, high-flying offensive team. The Bears are trying to be a high-flying offensive team. Nobody in that division is playing that style of ball at all. You and that's what they're known for. They're black and blue. You think they're the black and blue division still? Next question. The, pa- <laughs> the Packers are kind of a run team, though. Mm. They're not tough, though. They're not. Well, last year they kind did of Did you just see what Monty did? Okay. Lost the game. Don't come on the table. Relax. Mm. All right. <sighs> Sorry about that. Brian Urlacher is the best Bears linebacker ever. Nah, that's a that's a pass. It's a pass. I would love to say smash, but it's a pass. Who is? Oh, come on, man. Just answer. Fucking Singletary. Okay. Not Buckus? No. Okay. Ooh. I'm going to <laughs> Mikey Eyes, baby. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Who's, I wanted to smash. Who's who is it for you? Singletary. Yeah. Yeah. Last one. Aaron Rodgers wins another Super Bowl. Fuck him. Pass. Pass. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to pass, man. I just don't think they have enough talent around. He should have left. I'm surprised he even won one. Okay. Okay. You see, come on, man. (laughs) (sighs) That is smash or pass. And I think uh, it's time for uh, 
really go you know, up and in on Rocky. So shut up, Mark, right? <laughs> That guy's an asshole. Boom. Wow. That is a sight. I'm sure most of you guys, if you're watching this show, you know what we're looking at. But the ass of the week is the Cleveland Brown fans. And let me tell you something. There's somebody that's closely associated with us that spent his money on a plane ticket on a game ticket to go out there and tailgate with these pieces of garbage. I don't... This, my question is, how did Rocky even get the mannequin on the flight? Did he have to fly that coach? How did he get the photo? That's what I want to know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think, I, think Rocky, I think Rocky paid for this mannequin to sit in the seat next to him and coach, mm-hmm. and then he gets mm-hmm. here, and he's the one who started this shit. It's honestly disgusting. I don't think, I don't think he bought it. I think he had it. I think he just... You know, brought it with him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's just a portrait of him too up top. That's, yeah, that's probably him. That's yeah. I don't know what they're covering, but I, honestly, I expected more from him. <laughs> Here, here's a, so what we're talking about is the Cleveland Brown fans in the parking lot. Obviously, had a mannequin that I think is uh, imitating Deshaun Watson on a massage table with a massive boner. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what that is. Exactly. That's exactly accurate. And it says, uh, "What does it say there? Happy endings. They're are not, not illegal. And that is a factual statement, but." With it's a just tip in, jar. It's in poor taste. And with then real you had tips. Fan, with yes, real money. People were tipping. And that just shows you the kind of person that, you know, is a fan of this team and this organization. But then you go on the right and you see there's jerseys that say rubbing and tugging. I mean, what are we doing? Listen, for Rocky sure. is what a Rocky is a guy that I thought I thought I knew the character and like who he was, but for him to like not only take part in some of this stuff, but celebrate even take pictures and send them to the group chat and say, Hey guys, check this out. Like he was really, I think he expected a different response from us, but uh, what he got was the right one is that this yeah. is disgusting. Browns yeah. deserve to lose that game. This is why the Browns lost this game. They that put, is karma. They put karma on the table and they also put a mannequin on the table with a rocket. <laughs> that's a big dong too, man. That's not even like a, that's a major league yeah. piece. That's that's probably not that's probably not a uh, two scale mannequin there. I think that mannequin's probably enhanced. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rocky will be back next week, and hopefully, he could uh, explain yourself, explain himself, and Man, try to defend himself. I what guess. can we call? I can't, in good faith, call that the dog pound anymore. What are, what are these guys? What are these fucking jokers down there? Uh-huh. We need a, we need a new nickname for these I guys. Oh, you're really putting us on the spot. Yeah. Let's think of a nickname for the dog pound. Uh Oh man, the sex layer? I don't know. What do you? Yeah, pound, I don't, I don't pound know town? either. Pound town's town. not bad. Pound <laughs> town is pretty good. All right, so it's the pound town. Hey, all right, so Rocky, good luck with that, and we'll see you next week. I think it's uh, and now it's time for our super expert fantasy advice. And if uh, you've been listening to us at all, I'm sure we helped you win a few games this year. Hopefully. I think yeah, we hopefully. did. I, I think mean, we did. I, I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing. Well, if you good. took the advice for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, last week's panic we did well on. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to figure. Yeah, the panic. You know, we told you not to panic. We highlighted 13 guys, and mm-hmm. nine of them mm-hmm. came through. Man, mm-hmm. nine of them definitely helped you win your win your games. I think we're hitting at a pretty high percentage here, man. We are, and especially so. Tune in Sunday mornings. We go live on TikTok from nine to ten and ten to eleven. We take two two hour long shifts, and we 
answer all of your fantasy football questions leading into the leading into the games at one o'clock. Yeah. So please tune in to uh, Guys on Sports on TikTok Live and check that chalkboard because we do have the the fantasy cheat sheets up there and stuff just to help you, you know, get get yourself together with your team. But we're gonna touch on some guys here, right? We're gonna touch on a few guys and we're gonna see if we're panicking. Still, the same thing we did last week. Um, we have what five names up there, and I think these are guys that were drafted pretty high, expected yeah. to kind of be stalwarts on your roster that are having a few issues. And uh, I think there's a lot to be said for patience, but there's also a lot to be said of uh, when knowing when to to cut bait, yeah, cut the loss. try to make a trade, or knowing when to sit a guy for a couple of weeks to see what's really going on. So yep. I think we'll start with one of the biggest ones. I think Cam Akers. Where are we at with Cam Akers through two weeks? Well, I think it's the I think it is the biggest one because Cam Akers was religiously going in round two. Uh, sometimes he came off the board in round one if someone reached a little bit, but you saw him routinely going in round two as the RB two for most teams. Dude, it's time to panic. Darrell Henderson looks pretty decent when he's in there. Uh, the Rams are trying to get back to their basics. They're throwing the ball around a bunch. Uh, they're not even really. You know, they're not running a whole lot. So that already takes out part of Akers' game. He's not being relied upon in that passing attack. You know, you have you have Cup, you now have A-Rob. You, you saw a pretty decent game out of Higby last week, and then you have him splitting time with Darrell Henderson. 100% time to panic on Cam Akers. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Someone, in fact, in my league did this last week and dropped him, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to pick him up right away. So I have Cam Akers actually stack, stashed on my bench well, in a I don't league. think it's a bad stash. Yeah. It's not a bad stash, but it is the time to panic if you drafted him at the position that he's yes. going in. And for it, for me, it's been around like round three and four he's been drafted, but I still think you're panicking on him. You got to trade him for what you can. So are you selling or are you trading him? If you're in the league, are you trying to get him low value, stash him on your bench, or are you Getting rid of him. If I don't want anything. To, I don't want anything to do with him unless he has a waiver wire ad for free. Okay. Yeah, but you got to do with him if if he is on your team and you do plan on trading him. Is you stick him on your bench, you wait for his blow up game, and yeah. then you you yeah. unload him. Yeah. All right. So I'll say this about him. Week one, it, lo- it, was, it was really bad. I mean, he just wasn't involved. Um, three carries, zero uh, receptions. But game two, it, I mean, he had fifteen attempts, had two receptions. I'm not seeing his target. His targets here, but 15 attempts. What worries me is, you know, 2.9 yards per carry. Yeah, and that's good. that's not great, you know. And it was up against an Atlanta team that I don't know that we know what they are right now, it's, but I don't think defense. they're great, yeah. you know. And so that's a little troublesome. They gave him 15 attempts is nothing to sneeze at this day and age with a running back. So uh, if you can't produce with that, that that is a little troubling. But I would say. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously panicking, but I am selling too. If I could get rid of him, yeah. if he could, you know, sneak a touchdown in and give you like 13, 14 points, find a running back needy guy in your league and unload him. Yeah, you know, as a running back, you know, three point some yards per per carry is forgivable if you have a dominating presence in the passing game, mm-hmm. and he's got neither. He had a 2.9 yards per carry average, like you highlighted. And he was targeted only three times with with two receptions for 18 yards. Yeah. All right. So the next guy we move on to is a team we just talked about and had high praise for the Detroit Lions, and one of their stars, studs, is T.J. Hawkinson. I don't know exactly where he was going, but I did have him pretty high up as one of one of my targets for for uh, tight end this year. I did expect him to, especially with. Um, 
Goff looking better towards the end of the year last year that he'd be a big part of them really being uh, their resurgence this year, but it hasn't been great for him. So where are we at with TJ Hawkinson? I don't think it's time to panic yet. Um, I would keep an eye on it. If this is week five and we're still seeing the same results, then yes, I'm panicking on it. As far as t- fantasy tight end depth goes, you're not really you're not really improving much with other options that are probably available. And he's got he's got seven targets in the last two games. Um, seven in each game is what I mean. Um, for there to not be a wide receiver too, really, on that team yet, with Williamson probably going to be the guy when he comes back. Yeah, I'm not panicking yet. Yet is the keyword. Which is great analysis, and don't panic on him yet because the promising the promising stat line is here that he is still receiving seven targets per game. And I expect that number to go up as well as Detroit really starts to figure themselves out. I mean, how long can Amon Ross St. Brown sustain, you know, 12, 13, 14 targets a game? I mean, it, it, he's, a hell of a, he's a hell of a playmaker, but at some point, you know, they're going to start to clamp, you know, defense are going to clamp down on him a little bit, and then you're going to have Hawkinson, who was going, you know, as the, the, the TE5, TE6 range, um, you know, seven, seven targets a game at this point without him finding his groove is – you know, super encouraging for me. I'm looking at that going up into like the double digit range and then, you know, hopefully some more receptions and the guy's definitely capable of yards after the catch. So I'm 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 also stashing him. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not going crazy over this right now for the same reasons. I mean, DJ Chark was a rumor on Sunday. Um and I actually played him in a few leagues, which he really screwed me. I mean a big fat goose egg. Yeah. Um I He's talented. He's going to be part of the offense. So, yeah, don't go crazy. Don't try to trade him. I mean, if you want to maybe, if you got a, a good option next week and you maybe want to let him cool out on the bench for a week, I, maybe you do that. But, yeah, I'm not going crazy. I'm not I'm not bailing on him right now. Um, but we'll go from him to another guy that uh, I had super high hopes for this year. Um, but I did keep in the back of my mind, especially in our money leagues, how much he was going for and uh, knowing that James Robinson was in that backfield and he was still going to factor in Travis Etienne hasn't been awesome. Hasn't been, I mean, this week was okay, but he's definitely not what you expected him to be, especially where you drafted him coming into this year. So where you at Zach? Are you panicking on Etienne yet or yeah, I'm holding a, tight? I'm disappointed because I have him in a lot of my leagues. Um, and drafted him pretty fairly for where he was going. I don't think I reached for him, thank God, so far. But I'm holding on to him still. I'm not necessarily panicking yet, but I'm the panic meter of tennis absolute chaos. I'm at like a nice six and a half, seven, because his 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 targets aren't really there. His rushing attempts are significantly less than Robinson. Robinson looks like he is. He looks like he's the the RB one. There have been a lot of drop balls from ETN. A lot of like he. It's his rookie season. It's his rookie season. I think that got overlooked a lot just because of the speculation with this offense. And I know what a Doug Peterson team looks like. And it's there is one running back and there is a second fiddle. It looks like Robinson is going to be the running back and ETN is going to be the second fiddle. It's. I hope it changes, but this is a player that you might you might want. You're probably going to get trade value for what you would wish you could get for Cam Akers. Like Travis Etienne, you can sell for higher value, I think, than an Akers in a league and a lot like mine, honestly. 
So here's why I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking yet because I drafted him where I was expecting him to be in a timeshare with James Robinson, right? So I'm, I'm drafting him around my RB3, RB4, um, knowing that the production is coming later, right? So we do that a lot of times, especially with rookies. You know that they're not going to necessarily have an immediate impact, but you know that later in the year, they can potentially be your league winners. For me, ETN profiled as this guy preseason because a James Robinson has not been the healthiest running back in you know in recent years. Um, ETN does have um, a better pass catching skill set than does Robinson, um, and also you know James Robinson isn't lighting the world on fire either. I mean, twenty three carries for sixty four yards, you know, two point eight average. Granted, ETN had two point two on only nine attempts, but you know that production is is similar enough to where his playmaking ability when catching the ball might factor into him getting more playing time, you know, later in the season. And he's making the most of it. I mean, he had three targets, three receptions, 33 yards. So, I mean, the guy has the ability to definitely get into open space. So I'm holding on because I know that I drafted him knowing that he wasn't going to be an immediate impact type of guy. I was praying that he would be, yep. you know, because then that's the bonus, right? Yep. So you get your end of year stash that's performing in the beginning of the season. I mean, game on. That's a league winner, right? And you know, in, in its own right. So I'm keeping him around because I think later in the year is where you're going to get your your total, you know, optimal production out of ETN. I completely agree, and I will say, um, I think he's going to be buoyed by his receptions. He's not getting the attempts in the rushing game. Um, he did have two drops week one, but. He, you know, three catches, 30 yards. If he could, he could pop it in the end zone once a game or, you know, once every other game, I think you're going to get, like you said, about what you expect. He's a flex player for me. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what you want. A guy that's going to get a little bit of volume in the past game. If you're in a PPR, it's perfect. He punches it in the end zone for you here and there. And, you know, you get serviceable play from him. And then there's always the chance on the horizon that James Robinson misses a game or two. Later in the year, he gets more involved. And, you know, so I'm not panicking. I'm not getting rid of him because, you know, you're not going to get much from him right now anyway. And if he blows up, I think you're going to want to, this is a guy you're going to want to keep after the blow because you think it's going to keep going that way. 100%. Um, from him, we'll move on to another guy that's super talented. And I really can't figure out what's going on. Um, Mr. Kyle Pitts. Mr. Kyle Pitts is the 15th, uh, ranked 15th for tight end targets in the league right now. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. Week one, he had seven targets, only able to bring in two, and then three targets uh, this Sunday. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Right? I am fucking panicking. And I traded you, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> That's he forgot about that. Oh yeah, I did. Kyle well, Pitts. Yeah. I am panicking because Kyle Pitts is the the tight end three taken off the board behind Kelsey and Andrews. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the tight end two after Kelsey. Yeah. You saw him going in. You know. The third round mm-hmm. routinely rounds four through five, and in some instances, I've seen him taken in rounds in round two. The, I mean, he's averaging. He's supposed to be the guy. He's averaging five targets per game. His target share went down in week two, and they were playing from behind, mounting a comeback. That to me screams, "Oh shit, what's going on here? Is it that he can't beat coverage? Is it that he isn't in the game plan for those come from behind wins?" Because, quite frankly, you're drafting Pitts thinking that Atlanta is going to be playing from behind all season long. So you're thinking this guy's going to have monster targets, right? So if they're playing from behind and he's not getting the targets, 
that to me is cause for concern. Yeah, I mean, ditto to everything you just said. I have pits in a few leagues. Thank you for reminding me, Phil. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like you're you're stuck with him if if you drafted him like that, and it's going to be difficult to watch. But you got to keep him in lineups, and, and unless you can somehow trade him at a higher value if he has like one of these good games, but he's a he's a player. You're, you're like you got screwed. You got screwed. I think. All right, so I'm going to go against against the grain here, okay. but I agree with everything you guys said. Not the screwed part, obviously, but everything else, the reasoning, I agree. But I'm looking at this like I got this guy. I spent some high draft capital on him. He's too talented. They do not. I mean, Drake London obviously has overshadowed him, but I think there's no way that you go through this whole season and Kyle Pitts doesn't become what he should be, a, a focal point of this offense. And if you drafted him, you're not getting rid of him now. And once he breaks out, I don't think you could go away from him. I don't think they can go away from him. Now, the first two weeks haven't been great, but I just can't believe that a guy with his measurables and that kind of talent is going to be phased out of the offense in his second year. It doesn't make sense to me. So I'm standing pat with him. I'm not going to try to trade him. I'm not going to go nuts. Maybe you get, I mean, Mariota's looked okay, but maybe you get Desmond Ritter in there at some point, and, you know, maybe that helps, but I, I just can't give up on a guy that that's, that arguably is probably the most talented guy at the position in the league. I just don't know how you cut bait on him. Yeah. So but. I'm just pessimistic on him. I get it. Um, And from him into another guy that's getting a little long in the tooth and a guy I love to hate, uh, yeah. Mr. Ezekiel Elliott, and I will start this one off, boys. <laughs> I am panicking with Mr. Zeke Elliott. I'll tell you why. I don't know how good that defense is going to, I mean, offense is going to be for the rest of the season with a backup quarterback and then Dak coming back off an injury and trying to get their rhythm and this and that. Look, week one and two combined 25 attempts. This is Ezekiel Elliott, right? His, Feed his, Zeke, quote, his quote. value was never, I'm going to break a 60 yard run and score a touchdown. Right, his value was he was a workhorse. He totes the rock. He gets the ball. He score. They just could count on him. Could count. He doesn't look twenty five carries in two games. I don't know the math on that. Is that about twelve carry average twelve and a half carries a game? Yeah. And fifty three yards, fifty two yards. He should be fresh. Now, I watched him play. He seemed like I seen a little burst, but this is when I expect Ezekiel Elliott to be. At his peak early in the season. Right. I don't, you know, I don't, why does this get better? If I'm holding on to Zeke, why is this going to get better? I don't have indicators that saying this is going to get better as the season goes on. And you're right. You don't have indicators at this point. And, you know, it is a little troublesome to, to see him in this predicament because, like you said, he should be the, he should be the guy with the lion's share of the carries. But we're seeing that, you know, Tony Pollard, who's so effective in the pass game, in order to keep Tony Pollard relevant in the past <clears throat> game, you also have to mix in Tony Pollard running the ball. Mm-hmm. So because of that, Tony Pollard is now essentially splitting carries with Zeke because exactly. he is the better receiver out of the backfield. Yep. Tony Pollard received seven targets last week. Yep. So that tells me that for those seven targets, he's got to be on the field at least another seven times so that to you can off, exactly. offset him carrying the ball. Uh, with that being said, if Zeke is phased out of the passing game, 
Zeke essentially turns into a touchdown vulture and your, you know, your goal line back, provided that you don't, you know, it seems like the NFL is going to all these stupid goal line gadget plays a la shotgun from three inches away from the goal line, <laughs> you know, but if he if they're not going to play smash mouth ball at the goal line, then Zeke's value is shit at this point because yeah. Tony Pollard is definitely the more productive playmaker out of the two backs. And, you know, I, I can see why Zeke's value has, you know, I'm actually figuring this out in real time and I'm thinking to myself like, fuck, I invested so much in Zeke being my, yeah. my like RB3, RB4. And, um, you know, it's they're phasing them out. Yeah, it's a, it's a crapshoot. I mean, you don't know who to start if if you have both of them or if you have one or the other. Um, it is a decline for him. What we're seeing, and Tony Pollard has some big runs too. Like he had like a sixty yard, what would have been touchdown that he ended up getting anyways on a little carry there. But he's just the younger guy. He's what kind of to your point, Phil. What you're saying about how Zeke should be looking fresh. Um, I'm pretty sure that Pollard's, you know, attempts are are less, but what he's been doing with them seems to be more. So. You got to fade Zeke if you can. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough, man. And like you were saying, the thing with Pollard, he has to see the field more. And I think at this point, he's, he might... I'll ask you a question. Would you trade Zeke Elliott for Tony Pollard right now? Yeah. I think so. I think the fact that you have to think about it... Yeah, it says. All I don't want either. Say. I don't want either of them. But I'll tell you one of the yeah. one of, honestly one of the toughest things to do this year in drafts, and I've only done it a couple of times out of all my teams. The hardest back to cuff was Zeke because Tony Pollard's value was so high. You either had to pray that Zeke fell, or you had to reach for Tony Pollard in order to score both of them. Unless just for some reason, you know, value shifted in some of the middle rounds and Pollard by all grace fell to you, which again happened only a handful of times. That should tell you something that Zeke was the toughest back to handcuff because Tony Pollard is so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at his contract. I just want to see if there's some writing on the wall with it, but it looks like his dead cap hit, if he were to be cut, doesn't really jump down to something manageable until. 2025. Who's Zeke? Yeah, Zeke. I'm looking. So well, 2024, they, his dead cap hit, it does drop in half from about 12 million. Was uh, I'm trying to look at it here. Yeah, but the Cowboys do that though. They pay mediocre players more than they deserve. He got that in 2020. Yeah, yeah. It was a six year. Jesus. Yeah. So yep. Yeah, six years. So yeah. So I mean that that number. I mean, I'm just mentioning this because that's another thing. I always say follow the money with this stuff, right? Yeah, they're fading them out. They could be fading them out. I mean, it would it would be still $6 million cap hit, but versus 12 to get rid of him this year, it's not crazy to think that they they cut him, saved $6 million. They paid Dak. They got to start, you know, CD Lamb's probably coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you could be seeing the writing on the wall with I th- him. I think Zeke still has trade stock, though. Oh, be yeah, because he has name recognition. You know, I think he does. I, I don't think you're going to get for Zeke, obviously, what you could get for Zeke, you know, two years ago when he signed that extension. No. But, you know, you're still going to get decent return on Zeke somewhere where <clears throat> even if it fit you, you know, say you, you decide by the end of the year, like, uh, shit, Tony Pollard's not our guy either. You know, you're probably going to be able to get at least a second round pick for Zeke where you then could go out and you could pick up your next, you know, stud running back out of the out of the draft. I agree. All right, so let's go on to our next little part of this fantasy section, and uh, we're going to talk about 
Our waiver ads. So our waiver ads going into week three. Uh, we're going to highlight some guys that are low, I guess, less than 60% owner. Is that fair? We that can is stay, fair. stick to under that. And guys that we think are showing showed signs in week two that they could be bigger parts of these offenses than we thought coming into the season. So I will let Mr. Marcus go first. Well, go I, Marcus. <clears throat> I think that, uh, you know, my mine's a slam dunk here. Uh, a lot of times I like to try to scour the waiver wires for you guys and, and try to come up with that diamond in the rough. But shit, man, if you can get Garrett Wilson, go get this dude now. Garrett Wilson has been immediately impactful in this Jets offense. Um, I know in a lot of leagues he did go undrafted. Dynasty leagues, obviously, he, he was targeted. But in redraft leagues, not necessarily. And if he was, he was targeted late, you know, so there's still that possibility that he is on the waiver wire. This is why I tell you that. If there's the possibility that he's on the waiver wire, go get him. This guy has had 12 receptions on 22 targets through two games. He's got 154 yards and two touchdowns as a rookie in this, you know, what was believed to be dismal Jets offense. Now, granted, some of that is definitely garbage time, but that garbage time also turned into gold last weekend against the Browns. So the guy is impactful. He can obviously get open. They're looking for him, and, you know, he's got young, fresh legs. If he's on your waiver wire, go get him because he, he's going to be in your starting lineup at some point this year. I agree with you, and I'll uh, follow that up. I'm sorry, Zach, with a, a guy that is kind of scouring the waiver wire here, so the total opposite, and that's Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, over the offseason, it was reported that he was kind of starting to build more of a chemistry with Mac Jones, and it seems like it's translating. So through two weeks, he has five targets, six targets. So right around what I'm thinking, like a flex option, low end flex. But what what you love is especially in week two against that defense, six targets, brings in all six receptions, over 100 yards, and he gets in the end zone. Yeah. Nelson Aguilar has not been a guy that's been lacking in talent. I just think it hasn't worked for him, and I know, I know. But, you know, I think it's a guy, you know, there's talent there, and if he's building a rapport with Mac Jones, there's not a lot else on that offense that gets me excited. Yeah. Um. So, you know, as a speculative ad, a guy that's 11 targets through two weeks, uh, 26 points, you know, perfect. See what happens. As you go along the season, he might wind up being the number one target on that offense. Yeah, those Philly receivers, man. Once they leave Philly, they're they're gold. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> Jalen Rager returning kicks, huh? Yeah, oh, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's like he had like you don't gotta get me started. No offensive snaps last last. Yeah, Jalen Jalen Rager revenge game. Yeah, so from uh, another team that doesn't have really a true clear cut number one wide receiver is the New York Football Giants. Uh, Sterling Shepard is a player that I would try and add and is going to be one of those waiver wire ads that you can plug right into your lineup and you don't have to wait to see what happens or stash them. I mean, had the most targets out of all those receivers. Uh, Phil said it last week to how the those receivers need to prove it. Sterling Shepard has the most experience on that team, and I, I think it'll go his way. I mean, he against a, a Dallas team that really... <laughs> Was Burnt Toast Diggs going to cover Shepard all all of next uh, week? It's going to be getting him from the waiver wire and putting him in your lineup right away. I'll help you a little bit with this because there, I obviously I, I have a keen eye on the team here, but like you said, most targets ten targets last week. Um, he looked like the Shep of old, man. He looks healthy, yeah. yeah. And here's the thing with the, <laughs> the boat picture, Shep. My read on the situation there with Dayball is that they are truly going to go week 
what he's said since training camp is that wide receiver room is going to compete week to week. And I think it's going to change week to week who gets what snaps. Where's the other competition coming from? Well, what what I will say is that uh, there's going to be a little bit of Wandell. When Wandell gets back, he's going to be a big factor. Um, James Tony, I do believe what Dable said that he's working him in because his snaps went from seven to twenty eight this week. Kenny Galladay had, I think, two snaps on offense this week. Okay, I'm saying he could be factored in. I just think it's a fluid situation. But what's not fluid is Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard is a pro. And for 10 targets, if he's the guy that they trust, yeah, I mean, he's a great pickup. 10% of leagues he's owned in on ESPN right now. So he's there for you. You go grab him and see what happens. I mean, and and just to piggyback on that, the other two guys you could do the same with, James Ritchie and uh, David Sills, who had the most snaps of any wide receiver on the offense last week. Now, do we have any? I, I have another guy. You guys have anybody else? Keep going. Jared Goff. Yeah. Owning 6.8% of leagues on ESPN right now. Offenses look great. 71 points in the first two weeks. Uh, he's averaging 20.7 fantasy points. Great guy to grab, stash as a QB2, fill in in your bye weeks. But I, I'll say, I think some, you know, if, through your first two weeks, you might have want to start him over Joe Burrow. You know, there's a couple guys, I mean, he outplayed. I, I just think of what they're doing there is not relying on him having a great game. I think the system, the players around him, I'm not just trying to call him a system QB, but I think they're set up that he's going to be able to put up numbers week to week. Yeah. Because I just think, I mean, watching that offense has been fun this year. Yeah. He's got playmakers all around him. It's pretty freaking crazy. Another guy you can go out and get, uh, Mr. Dependable, the fastest, the uh, self-proclaimed fastest man in the league, Mr. Scotty Miller <laughs> uh, in Tampa Bay. He did receive eight targets from uh, Tom Brady this past weekend. And, you know, normally I wouldn't say go add Scotty Miller, but we don't know what's going on with these Tampa wide receivers, man. Godwin's hurt every other week. Mm-hmm. Evans is hurt every and other suspended, week suspended and suspended. Uh, Julio Jones, we both know, you know, we all know that, uh, you know, he's got shredded beef for hamstrings. Uh, <laughs> Gage has been in and out of the Picadillo. lineup. <laughs> Picadillo. Uh, you know, so... Scotty Miller is going to get significant snaps and obviously significant looks. Scotty to Adi. Brady went his way eight times. Just yeah, to, saying. To, to go back to the Scotty Miller, man. To go back to the Lions a little bit, um, Jamal Williams is probably one of the running backs that I would pick up off the waiver wire because he's only owned in 44% of leagues ish. Put him on your bench and wait for potentially um, an injury from DeAndre Swift or honestly, not even that. He's, he's just like a better version of Tony Pollard. Like he catches the ball a lot. He's getting goal line carries too. He he's a good solid running back to have on your team. Devon Deverne is another yeah. uh mm-hmm. you know, good good one waiver more, one more and one Raheem Mostert. Yeah. He, yeah. He's only yeah. owned in about fifty percent of leagues. Fourteen carries. He outpaced Edmonds and he looks like he's gonna be the starter, at least for the time being. You gotta remember he's coming over. He has history with uh McDaniels. He brought him over for a reason. He knows the system and when he's healthy, he's been a good productive back. So yeah. go grab him. All right. Now it's time, time, time for our NFL pod picks. Are you boys ready? I'm Born ready. ready. I need redemption. All right, Mark, why don't you run us through what where how shitty we did last week? All right. So let's go from uh the least shitty was Rocky with uh three points. Okay. He pulls into a two way tie with you, Phil, with seven overall points as you scored two. Okay. I myself what did I hit? It was scored a, two. You hit your my dog? your dog. 
resounding, yeah, right? Yeah, resounding yeah. hit on those dogs. Yeah, I, would, yeah, I was. I speak a fucking bet already, man. I, I would be the, making money. It was the only one. I was the only one that hit the immortal lock of the week this week with the Buccaneers minus two and a half. So I also had two points, which puts me in a third place tie with Zach, mm-hmm. who put the fucking goose egg. He put the <laughs> he put the anus on the board, so man. Annoying, man. Zero. Annoying. Oh man. All right. So, Let's hear your story, buddy. Well, or fact. Yeah. So I have a story. Okay. Uh, I could have gone wait, with a few stories. Wait, hold on. Story? Story time. Hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> so my embarrassing story for losing the pod picks last week was when we moved to Florida and I, I played a few sports. I played soccer, um, but I also put I also did field karate. Oh. No, not field hockey. Uh, karate. What's wrong with field hockey? Nothing. Nothing's wrong with field hockey. You can play it in, in this heat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so karate. So that's something that we tried out when I was younger. Um, when when we moved to Florida, I was a young kid. I was like eight, you know, like seven. Karate. I was, a, I was a karate. I was a smaller kid. I was I was pretty short. I was pretty skinny. So when we went to go to this karate um, dojo, whatever you call it, and I was getting fitted for my gi, <laughs> I was super excited to go start practicing to start whatever. Uh-huh. So they said, "Is this gi good?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's great. It's great. Let's go." So I, I go onto the practice like mat or whatever. This gi is Sho- massive. No, no shoes, right? No, oh. probably no shoes. Smelling like feet. Mm-hmm. It, this gi was massive on me. It was huge. It was falling off me, whatever. So the kids, they all run around a little, um, like a lap around the dojo. Yeah. And they kind of paint the picture here. So you have like the mat and then you have like the little waiting room where like the parents wait. Yeah. They have like the glass. They can watch their kids. And there's probably like 40 or 50 of us kids running around this this square just that's getting my warmed kid up. with the giant gi so, <laughs> so we're running around and swimming in a gi. to kind of make a long story short the geese like fell off fell off of me like it literally like like my pants fell off oh no and i tripped over oh, them no. and i'm wearing these little i'm wearing like little like spongebob like tidy whities too i get up start crying oh, my never God. went back to karate oh no first practice in florida wow. rex kwando yeah thank you for allowing us to enter your embarrassing uh mm-hmm. temple everybody yeah. i hope to never do this again <sighs> yeah i mean you gotta pick good i mean it could happen to anybody i'm who who lost it was you last week yeah I lost. what was that week. story again uh, it was about fluorine what telling the story about fluorine yeah. scoob which i feel like is, is oh fake. yeah i, I feel it's a that. fake story no it's 100 percent true 100 percent real 100 do you still own the uh the spongebob underwear no i don't no. and you know what's funny about that too i remember those weren't like the, i didn't like wearing those but it was like laundry day <laughs> and i remember putting them on i was like no one's gonna sure. see these things i wear <laughs> spongebob underwear right now i love spongebob don't yeah well, be, don't be ashamed no well Okay, not, not so <laughs> we're gonna do our picks here, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna just get Rockies out of the way, right? The disgusting man. Here we go. I'm gonna start with his dog. Alright. His dog is Detroit plus six. Uh, and then for his next pick, he's uh moseying on down to Gillette Stadium, and he's gonna take on those Patriots, and he's gonna take Baltimore, giving three. To the uh, to the New England Patriots, uh, and then his final pick, which and it sounds like my list a lot. Those Saints, he's picking those Saints to go marching minus two and a half points. Uh, what about you, Mark? I mean, yeah, you go, Mark. All right, I uh, I too went Detroit plus six against them lowly Vikings. Mm-hmm. I know it's in Minnesota, but like I said, Detroit's winning that division. Yep. 
Uh, I'm taking the juggernaut. I don't give a shit who they play. They could play Jesus for all I care. Mm -hmm. They're giving five and a half away. Them Bills are going to rock them Dolphins. Two is going to find out whether or not he's a franchise quarterback real quick. My dog is I am not a believer in Cincinnati. Mm. I think that they're all over the map. I think the Super Bowl hangover is real. I got them Jets plus five is my dog. Okay. Okay. All right. So didn't want to put too much thought into these picks because that screwed me last week, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and say my dog first too. Yeah. <laughs> Synergy there. I like the uh the I like the Houston Texans. I'm gonna take okay. them plus three against okay. the Bears. Yeah. In a, in a in a little shit show of a game there. Uh, I'm going to go with the America's Ravens. Game of the week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going with the Ravens minus three okay. at New England. Okay. okay. Taking Falcons plus two okay. against those Seattle Seahawks in what should be maybe an entertaining game for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's all for now. All right. So for me, I'm going with uh, my dog first. I'm bark for myself. <laughs> And for my dog, I, we're 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 taking this to footballs. All right, all right. You done? Look at his wounds over there. <laughs> and for my for my dog pick, I'm going to uh, football's cathedral. Okay, mm. that's the friendly confines of FedEx Field, <laughs> where those those pesky Eagles are going to come in and try to take down Carson Wentz. This is a Carson Wentz revenge game, boys. Okay. And I tell you what, they're giving six and a half <laughs> points at home. This is the NFC East. This is a rivalry game. A touchdown is a lot on the road to beat your division rival in. I don't think that they win this game, but I think they covered that six and a half points, and I think I swung them on it. All right, so for my second pick, I'm going with those Jets that you just mentioned. Boom. We got old man Flacco out there. Yeah. We got young boy Burrow out there. And guess what? Flacco's got this offense running. They got two backs that are they're running a rock. I mean... You can't go wrong. You're a fan of two teams. They're both playing well. Yeah. And uh, Carter, uh, what's the other kid's name that Brees I always Hall. forget? Brees Hall. He looks good. Yeah. Uh, Wilson looks great. And Flacco's slinging a rock. I take them to cover that. I mean, I mean, five points. Come on. What are we doing here? Seriously. All right. Then for my last pick, and I got to look at where they're playing because I'm so stupid. So I was trying to do something cool, and I ruined it. They are playing at home against the That's Rams. Right. I knew the team. Oh yeah, the Rams, the underachieving Rams. I mean, they they won, but they they don't look great. They don't. They don't look great. Atlanta and almost Ky- mounted a fourth quarter comeback. Kyler Murray turned into Kyler Murray again. Yeah, and a uh, little bit of video game action. But I like them at home getting three and a half points. Another divisional game, home dogs in a divisional game. I don't see the Rams going in there and dominating this game. If they do win, I think it'll be late by a field goal. I don't see them beating them by, you know, two field goals or a touchdown. So I take Arizona. That's the game I'm most looking forward to. That kind of takes me back to childhood, man. Those like those divisional games at four o'clock that, you know, you get the four o'clock games out of the way and you know, like this is the the last game you're going to really watch before dinner and then homework and bedtime. Yeah. It was a fantastic game. It was a long time. It was a long time ago. All right. So now it's time. For the best part of the whole damn show. Yeah. 
good. It's good. Better. So here we go. That's Our awesome. immortal locks in. Yeah. Every time I do this, you say that's awesome. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like that, dude. It's got. Uh, I got goosebumps. You getting tingles in your yeah, nuts or what? Man, Something's raised. All right, so let's go with our locks, boys. And you give me when I point to you, you give me it because you're giving it to me in that voice. And be clear, okay? Mark, you go. How can you not take the Ravens only giving three to New England? Lock it up. <laughs> okay. Do right. you want to elaborate on that at all? Or <laughs> no? Uh, I just think, you know, I like the way Baltimore's playing. I think they're going to have a bit of a chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. allowing Miami to come back in the fourth quarter like they did. New England does not have that firepower that Miami had. Look for Baltimore to salt this one away early. Okay, so here we go, Zach. The Chiefs minus six and a half points. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of believing in the hype of... The Colts sucking a little bit. Yeah. Um. To for the Chiefs to win by a touchdown, I think is pretty manageable. Um. They, they won their game against the Chargers, but it was a sloppy game. It didn't look right. What is the offense for the Chiefs behind Travis Kelsey? I think they had some time to figure it out, and they'll win by at least a touchdown. All right, I'll do Rockies lock real quick. Kansas City minus six and a half. I just think they're gonna cover. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I was, was so perfect. hoping that you were gonna do yeah, that. That's good. Oh crap! All right, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's something he would say too. I just think they're gonna cover. <laughs> so yeah, he's got the. He, I mean, he echoed what you said. So, Chiefs there. All right, and then I'll go with mine. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. New Orleans minus two and a half. And all I'll say is they're playing the Carolina Panthers. Yes, they're on the road, but they're so... The Giants' defense look good, okay? But they're missing their two pass rushers. The Saints are not. The Saints are a tough defensive team. They're going to beat up the, the Carolina Panthers. If the Giants can lock down McCaffrey, the Saints can. Yeah. And I think Jameis could toss the ball around the yard a little bit. There's no home field advantage there. And they're not good. Mayfield doesn't look good. It does not look good. So, I mean, yes. uh, field goal. These are facts. Field goal. <laughs> field goal, huh? Hey. I'll put the game on, better, better stack and go to sleep. I, I will not even work, sweat that game. Yeah? Yeah. Stack of what? Like lay stacks? No, like a stack. Oh. Like, I mean like a $1,000 if I could actually bet. Oh. It would be nice. You know what you should do? You should do it on Chalkboard. On Chalkboard is uh, our partner, which nice. is a sports betting app. That's right. Uh, you can combine all of your internet sports betting onto one site. That way you're able to track all your wins, losses, and return on investment. That is currently available for all Apple smart devices. Android, coming soon. Practice that in the mirror. It's pretty good. Not bad, right? Yeah. Getting yeah. better. So We're like celebrities now, kind of, maybe. I was thinking of doing something, but I'm not going to do it. Why? Well, oh. because I haven't thought it through, and it's probably going to suck right now, but maybe next you time. You always cut it. I guess I could, but now I've talked about it too much. Yeah. Right. Well, guess what, guys? I think that was a hell of a show. That's a hell of a show. And I think it was even better without Rocky here. What do you guys think? Yeah. I yeah. mean, especially after those goddamn pictures. What a disgrace. Yeah, I feel like there's he, he tarnishes us a little bit now. Fucking pound town. I can't believe it. That Ro- Rocky, why would you do something like that? Well, I mean, I just want the team to win. I mean, what he did off the field doesn't really matter, and there's no proof. Well, Rocky, how can you say that? I mean, there's deposition, there's a bunch of, uh, 
you know, uh, the well, he's the defendant. There's a bunch of people accusing him of doing this. I mean, there has to be some validity to it. Yeah, but by the letter of the law, you can't say he did. And guess what? We need him. Well, Rocky, if that's how you feel, I understand. Just, uh, I mean, just <laughs> next time we talk about it, maybe think about how you pose this and maybe, you know, don't send those pictures of the dummy. I mean, it seems like you're supporting him. Well, no, I don't want to support him, but I kind of have to. I mean, I don't agree with him, but I kind of have to buy his jersey. I kind of have to root for him. You know what? That's fair, Rocky. I, I mean, it's each its own. It's your team, and I I think that's okay. I don't think... Uh, he convinced me. I, I'm not mad at him anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. The factor is sadness we'll is open. Yeah. All right, guys, please check us out on our (laughs) socials, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, especially on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Please comment. Check out our other show, Guys on Sports. I mean, Guys on Draft. That's this show. (laughs) Guys on Draft. Guys on Draft is our other show. Uh, It's great, man. It's real funny, and it's a lot different setup from this. Very more casual. Think you guys will like it, and please get on that TikTok. Watch those clips. Comment. Access your fantasy questions. Chalkboard HQ. We love you. Peace.